Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hadley and welcome to another edition of the Viewfinder Podcast. Today's guests are the co-stars and co-creators of the award-winning comedy web series Indoor Boys. Broadway veterans Wesley Taylor, he of such popular musicals like the stage adaptation of Nickelodeon's hit animated series SpongeBob SquarePants, plus the NBC drama Smash and his own web series It Could Be Worse, and Alex Wise, co-star of the acclaimed musical Spring Awakening and co-producer of the Tony and Pulitzer Prize-nominated What the Constitution Means to Me. Streaming its third season on Vimeo, and filled with an extraordinary cast of Broadway stalwarts, Indoor Boys continues to examine the increasingly interesting friendship, and possibly romance, between two homebody millennial roommates, Luke, played by Taylor, and Nate, portrayed by Wise. As Luke and Nate's no-boundaries bond takes hold, so does their constant series of romantic dalliances. The loving presence of Luke and Nate's beloved, and sometimes obnoxious family members, is also constant. There's Nate's mother, Ellen, played by three-time Tony nominee Carolee Carmelo, Luke's mom, Lenora, played by fellow Tony nominee Vianne Cox, his sister, Lacey, played by Krista Rodriguez, Wise's co-star in Spring Awakening, and his brother Logan, portrayed by Isaac Powell, who will soon be starring in next year's revival of the classic musical West Side Story. The supporting cast for Indoor Boys in Season 3 also features Daniel K. Isaac from Showtime's hit drama Billions, Sean Grandillo from MTV's Scream, the TV series, Anne Harada from Avenue Q, Eric Bergen of the CBS drama Madam Secretary and musicals like Jersey Boys, and Noah Galvin, star of the Tony-winning Broadway hit Dear Evan Hansen and the ABC sitcom The Real O'Neills. Earlier this year, season two of Indoor Boys won several honors at the 2019 Indie Series Awards. The show was awarded Best Comedy Series, while Wise and Taylor took home the trophy for Best Writing for a Comedy. Meanwhile, Rodriguez won Best Guest Actress in a series, and Michael Kostroff, who played Nate's starstruck father Richard in Season 2, won Best Guest Actor in a series. Such success is due not just to Indoor Boys' incredible acting and writing, but also the show's honest and realistic portrayal of gay male relationships, as Wise and Taylor discuss in depth now on this week's Viewfinder Podcast. For those unfamiliar with Indoor Boys, what is the show about? Uh, Indoor Boys uh, is a look into um, two characters, Nate and Luke, and the um, the gray area of their relationship. It's all about these people exploring the boundaries of their no-boundaries friendship. It's a, a modern-day gay odd couple um, within the information age, focusing on two digital natives, um, exploring their sexual boundaries, intimacy, friendship, um, which is so often uh, a confusing, blurry situation between gay friends. And and then as the series goes on, it's about how it um, permeates through their families. So I think there's something for everyone in this, even though it takes a very specific lens. Without going into spoilers, what can viewers expect to see this season of Indoor, of Indoor Boys? Um, this season, season three, Nate and Luke uh, try their luck at, at, at actually being boyfriends. Um, so 
Um, this is the the boyfriend season. They move in together. They, you know, Luke was crashing with Nate in the first season, but this time both their names are on the lease. And uh, yeah, they tr they try to coexist and date for real. And another thing I think that can be seen in this season is an even better production value. So many exciting guest stars, more comedy, more A cast of forty. Yeah, more more pathos too. I think it becomes even more meaningful as it goes. So I think there's, it's pretty jam-packed for um, something that's short. And talk about those guest stars. You've got a great Broadway cast, some impressive names there. <laughs> yeah, we have um, our, our family. Our mothers are played by Carolee Carmelo and Vianne Cox. Um, Carolee Carmelo is a three-time Tony uh, nominee. Vianne Cox, you know her from Aaron Brockovich and Seinfeld and so many other things. My siblings are played by, you know, Crystal Rodriguez and Isaac Powell. Uh, to to bright Broadway starlets. We have a, a chock full of guest stars and recurring roles um, of some of your favorite TV stars and Broadway faces. Laura Silverman, Noah Galvin, Frankie Grande. Nathan Lee Graham, Kathy Fitzgerald, uh, Eric Bergen. Catherine Gallagher. Uh, Saleha Pfeiffer. So many, many, many more. Um, it's, it's exciting, I think. Um, I yeah. think... Uh, there's uh, a lot of um, action, a lot of action packed into these um, short, very bingeable episodes at indoorboys.tv. Talk about your characters and how they've evolved since the show started. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, well, a lot of the cameos we were able to put in, into a, an episode that features a, a party um, where we have a housewarming party for the new apartment that we moved into and um, all of their friends show up who happen to all be Broadway stars. <laughs> um, but, you know, our families are, are played by actors that, that we really looked up to and respected and wanted to, to write for and, and create these characters for. Yeah, part of the fun of making this show is that we're, um, you know, bringing in all of these people who are so exciting to us. But I don't think it feels like just a parade of um, actors you may have or may have not seen. I, I, I don't think it's, you know, just like a it's not like that. I think what's cool about this, what we've really tried to do is to um, bring these people into the world in ways that feel funny and dramatic. And, uh, and, and we've kept expanding this tiny little world uh, to in, in, in very in, in justified ways, in ways that um, I think, uh, you know, we're talking about like the who's who of this. I think what's really important about the show is that um, is that we're uh, hopefully really um, I think someone can really get something out of this. Also, I think that Alex and I just, we really love actors and, and we find actors in our own careers that we have worked with in different shows, our respective careers. Um, you know, Alex from Spring Awakening and, and I, you know, I put the whole cast of Alice by Heart and SpongeBob, you know, like we, we really work, you know, we work with people and we start having actor crushes on people. We want to write for them and we want to collaborate with them. That is one of the beauties of making um, a web series like this is, is the, the excuse to play with people that you admire and, and, and want to collaborate with. Talk about your characters and how they've evolved since the show started. Sure. Well, I think, uh, you know, my character is a real nervous Nelly and, you know, a loud noise will just, you know, bring him to his knees. And, uh, and I think uh, he's someone who's scared of life, who's insecure about himself. Um, and I think... Uh, uh, and, and then it's about the dynamic with him and this overly confident, narcissistic guy who's obsessed with himself, himself, and... how he looks, um, who he knows, 
and uh, and I think uh, you know the two of them sort of needing each other and being repulsed by each other and drawn to each other and ultimately I think how they change each other mm-hmm. I think that's what's uh, what's interesting about it is seeing these two very silly um, archetypes typical characters, archetype characters, um, and, and I think they really have an effect on each other. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, At the end of the day, Nate could borrow a lot of the confidence that Luke inherently has, and Luke could borrow a lot of the self-awareness and self-introspection that Nate has, and uh, they, they are good for each other even though they, they kill each other and they, they sort of self-sabotage each other's um, happiness. They also feed off of each other and, and need one another, interestingly enough. Yeah, so this this series is uh, watching them uh, almost kill each other and maybe learn something at the end of the day. <laughs> Wesley, the the origins of Indoor Boys were out of two 10-minute plays you wrote about a couple years ago, Little Monsters and Little Monsters 2. How did you and Alex work on developing the original concept and characters for Indoor Boys from those two original plays that, that Wesley wrote? Yes, yeah, so so the the short plays were actually pieces that I wrote for the Actors Fund. The Actors Fund were producing um, a night of short plays of mine, and the first one, Little Monsters, was a meditation on uh, three girls uh, trapped in their devices, um, you know, obsessed with their tablets and not connecting with each other. You know, three girls on a bench. Uh, it was a ten minute piece, and uh, and then it it was so received it was received so well that I wanted to to do a sequel of it the following year when the Actors Fund asked me to do it again. And, and the second one, Little Monsters Two, was two gay guys sort of experiencing the same thing. Um, and I took that play to Alex because we both found ourselves in LA a little creatively stifled and wanting to do something together. Um, and I took that play to Alex and I said, let's rewrite this for our own voices and uh, shoot this as a standalone sketch and see if it's just a sketch or maybe it's the pilot to a narrative that we don't know. And uh, maybe we can keep expanding on this world and these characters. Um, and so what happened is just an experiment turned into a three season web series now called Indoor Boys. Um, you know, we had no idea that something that began as a sketch in a way for us to uh, you know, just hang out for an afternoon and make something together. We had no idea that this would become its own little world. And and the title, Indoor Boys, really, really was something that, that came later when we had sort of created a few episodes already. Because we quickly realized that it would, would add another fun, interesting, hilarious element if these two guys... Uh, had sort of the inability to get out and explore the world, that they were trapped not only in their own devices, but in their apartment, and that they were true indoor boys who who couldn't, who were a little scared to face the world around them. Now, Wesley, having previously written, produced, and starred in a web series several years ago called It Could Be Worse, in what ways did that experience prepare you for making Indoor Boys with Alex? I feel like everything that you do is going to, you're going to learn something and grow. And, and I, I feel like that was very informative. That experience, it could be worse, was very informative for indoor boys. And um, I grew in some elements, uh, you know, and, and it could be worse. I feel like I, I was more of the, the writer, producer, but not as much the director. And I feel like I, I wasn't great at communicating what I wanted. Uh, and that is something that I feel like I've evolved a little bit and I was able to to learn and grow a little bit in indoor boys in terms of commanding the room and, and, and talking to actors, communicating what, what was, what was intended. And I don't know, you, you, I think 
you learn the types of personalities that you can gel with and that, uh, I, I mean, I, I learned a lot during Indoor Boys. You know, I, I failed a lot during Indoor Boys and, and uh, for the next project that we attempt, you know, I, I hope I will be better for that one as well. But that's everything we do, though. You know, we're always kind of stumbling and learning from what we did in the past. And, uh, and you know, what's been really cool about working with Wes is, you know, I've had a lot of creative partners and I feel like with Wes, um, you know, I, I was a writer. I, I am a writer in my in my own um, regard. Uh, you know, I, I wrote a musical years ago that was a nymph, and I've been developing a couple of plays over the years. But I've never had a partner who helped me get to the finish line. You know, Wes is someone who really uh, inspired me to, um, to to finish the project that I started. I think we've both learned a lot of things from each other and brought a lot of our past experiences to um, this project now and made each other better writers, made yeah. each other better directors, producers, um, actors too. And it's been really rewarding to assemble these rooms of people and we're all making each other better. We're all, uh, we're all making something. I think the spirit of indoor boys, you know, uh, on one side of it, we have like the gay odd couple in the modern day, uh, millennial, you know, there's that. And then the other side of it, I think, is it's like a celebration of creativity. So there are two things that feel like they're happening for me in this uh, project. Um, we're, you know, we're telling a story. And at the same time, there's a story behind the scenes of us becoming better artists and people and coming together and becoming more empathetic and all learning how to work with each other. And it's been uh, this huge life experience that's been um, so unbelievably rewarding all the people we've met, worked with, who've inspired us. We've gotten to write for them. They've brought such great ideas to our set, you know, and they only make us want to create more and more and more things. So I think this is just the start for Wes and me. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Wesley, how has working with Alex helped make you a better writer? And oh, it's been the worst, honestly. <laughs> it's just really hard. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, we, we have different strengths and weaknesses and I feel like we bring out, we complement each other as writers. I really do think, um, and that, that creative marriage, that partnership collaboration is so rare. I find, um, not to say that we don't drive each other crazy because we do, but I think that that's also part of it. I think that just like in, in any relationship, um, you sort of have to find that person who's going to hold you accountable and who's going to challenge you in all the the best ways um, to get the best work out of you. So yeah, I think we got a good thing going, kid. How have I made you better? <laughs> I want specific examples of how I have made you better. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> We're not getting examples today. Oh well. Yeah, you guys really do work well together. I can definitely see that. <laughs> it's been it's been a good a good time yeah oh having participated in making indoor boys on both sides of the camera since you started what has that experience taught you about the creative advantages and challenges of working in multiple aspects of the filmmaking process as you've done writing directing editing produ producing i mean Editing is such an important part of the process. It is, it is like rewriting, you know, it is the rewrite. And we are creating a lot of moments that weren't on the page just with experimentation with, you know, adding air here, cutting off the timing there, 
we're rewriting. Um, it's also hugely informative in terms of performance. And I think that we have had the luxury of, of editing our faces for a few years now and, and learning what is more or less effective in terms of the storytelling. Um, so it's hugely informative being behind the camera and putting all the pieces together and making all the magic elements work in, in tandem, in collaboration, because you sort of uh, have to have that third eye on everything. Um, you know, when you're on stage, you have the third eye of, you know, the technical, like there's a live audience uh, element there. But on TV, you know, and when we're, we're running a set, you know, we have so many different hats on that we're acting in a scene, but we're also directing and uh, sort of stage managing the room in a way, which forces you to be simultaneously working on all cylinders, which is challenging, but um, rewarding too. So in a sense, it's like working on Broadway, but without an audience in right in front of you. Yeah, in yeah, a way. It can be like that, but also on Indoor Boys, we're responsible for so many things. At the same time that I need to make the scene work as an actor, I also need to rewrite a line for somebody else. And I also need to make sure that the crew has everything they need so they can successfully set up this shot. Um, it is an enormous undertaking. Yeah, uh, sometimes it was a little too big of an undertaking. And a lot of times when Alex and I are in a scene together, we don't have a director who's looking at it from the outside. So we have to sort of be present, but also be paying attention to the other person's performance and making sure that we hold each other accountable and tell the truth. And um, so it's pretty challenging, but we're up for the challenge. And I think that we've been able to set aside ego and, and really be generous with, with holding each other accountable and all that. I've always wondered about how directors who direct their own projects and star in their own projects direct themselves in their performances. How did you guys do that? Well, it was not easy, no. but, but I can tell you that uh, sometimes we would, um, like if Wes and I were in a scene together, we'd be shooting, say we were shooting um, just his coverage and just my coverage. So I'd be doing the lines with Wes, but then I would say, uh, let's do that line again, and this time... X, Y, and Z, you know, so those things are, and he would do the same for me. Yeah. Other times, if we were in this scene together, we would kind of find it as actors, but then maybe give a few different variations of the scene, mm -hmm. and then we could choose which one works best for the story when we're editing. So there are, there are a few different ways we can go about it. At this point, I feel like, and not to, I, I want to be humble about this, but I, I do feel like we know the characters so intimately at this point that... I mean, we're, we're writing it from our own voices. We, we know these people so well that we have really good instincts when it comes to, to, to the scenes. Um, but a lot of times it's just, let we have that take, now let's try it with this color. Now let's try this intention. Now just, just to have it, just so that when we're in the editing room, we have options and we can sort of pick the strongest choice. But yeah, and we're also dealing with some of the, the greatest actors ever um, so, so it's going to be good, uh, but we want to see sort of the different choices and options that we can have available to us. Yeah, I think part of working on a um, part of making your, uh, someone's show successful is you want to bring in people who who can already do. It. You know, I'm, I don't need to like, you know, m help you muscle your way to this moment, but I'm going to bring in the kind of actor who already has that available to them uh -huh. and is going to have the right instinct for it. And there's, there's very, you know, little molding we have to do because we're so blessed to work with so many incredible people on the show. To add to Wesley's point, 
professionally and personally, in what ways have you guys related to the characters that you play in Indoor Boys? We've said this before in other interviews, but I, I feel like, you know, a great form of comedy is humiliation and taking things that you struggle with or that you're self-aware about, things about yourself that could be sent up and, and embellishing those for comedy, exaggerating the parts of you that might be a little ridiculous or um, uh, unforgivable <laughs> mm-hmm. and taking those things and, and exploiting them actually um, can be very funny and freeing. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that in indoor boys. No one's going to write an insult about me the way I can. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think we, we really, uh, though we aren't these characters, you know, um, they're also a part of us and we're able to accentuate these parts of ourselves for the comedy. Yeah. Indoor Boys has won multiple awards, including most recently Best Comedy at this year's Indie Series Awards, and you guys also won for writing. What was that experience like, and how have the honors that this show has received over the past two seasons helped to boost the overall profile of Indoor Boys among audiences? Well, I think that any sort of accolade or award is is, is just helpful in terms of... Um, uh, sort of resisting the stigma of the quote-unquote web series format. Um, I think uh, there has been a, a stigma against web series because it's become such an accessible thing that that uh, lots of people do now, and it's, it's not a new thing. Um, so, you know, people hear web series and they sort of get turned off. So if it's sort of being validated and legitimized by awards, great. Um, if it gets people to... to to be curious enough to start watching the content because it's being lauded and then they realize they want to stay for the ride because it affects them. You know, also um, what was so amazing about being part of the Indie Series Awards is we got to be there with all of these other people who had also created their own shows. So we were part of this community of people who were writing work to see themselves represented on screen. I think that's what a lot of the best web content is doing. You know, we see a lot of the ways that television, um, you know, television is so amazing now, but in some ways it's still falling short of the kinds of stories that we want to see and the ways that we want to feel represented on screen. So I think the best, uh, the, the, the best web series are, are, are writing those wrongs. And we got to be a part of this community of, of all of these amazing creative people who it all, you know, brought their resources together to make something that was meaningful for them. Yeah, that's definitely right, Alex and Wesley, and it is a great community. And speaking of which, what do you feel sets Indoor Boys apart from other web series, including those targeted toward the LGBTQ community, specifically in how it portrays male friendships, the homebody millennials, as we've described your characters being, plus modern romance and as we've also discussed, social media's impact on human relationships. Yeah, I mean, I do think that our show, I I think we're proud to have our vernacular um, heightened. I think that there's a language about Indoor Boys that feels sharp and acerbic and fast-paced and clipped and smart. Um, I think that that that, that sort of sets us apart, maybe, from, from other gay web series that are um, dealing with, we're, we're dealing with the same sort of universal elements and, and friendships and sexual, uh, physical relationships and all of that, but 
sort of a heightened language, if you will. Um, they have a very, you know, the, the two central characters, Nate and Luke, and everyone else, by extension, the families, we, we have a specific voice, I think, um, to the language. I think uh, this is the funniest thing that you'll watch. That's what I think. I think that uh, this is really, really damn funny. And I think everyone's going to have a really uh, good time watching it and have a lot of laughs. There's a lot of, you know, if I may say so myself, I think there are a lot of real quotable lines and uh, something for everyone to see. There's something for everyone there. Now, besides the obvious appeal that it has with LGBTQ audiences and Broadway fans who will recognize instantly a lot of the faces that are part of Indoor Boys, who do you think, in terms of other audiences, would like to watch Indoor Boys? And are there any specific TV shows, movies, or even other web series that you would compare it to besides, of course, The Odd Couple and things like that? Well, we, I think it feels like Fleabag. I think it feels like Broad City. There's uh, also, you know, a, a girls-type feeling about it. I mean, like, it, it feels like it has um, a 30 Rock, a Curb Your Enthusiasm sort of textual uh, vernacular element in terms of like the absurdity and the verbose jokes. But at the same time, it feels situationally like girls, um, um, difficult people, um, uh, shit's Creek. Um, we have a lot of inspirations that we draw from all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I, it still feels like we're, we're unique and we're our own thing. And I think the people who would like this are people who like comedy and people who want to see comedy about relationships. It doesn't even have to be, you know, gay relationships, because I think there's a lot of universal relationship themes happening in here, yeah. a lot about parents and children, um, especially as we get uh, deeper into the seasons. So, uh, and, you know, the, the Black Mirror element of it, like, you know, people love to identify and see themselves made fun of. So there's a, a whole millennial element of this where, you know, people in their, their teens and 20s are tuning in and saying, oh, my God, that's so me. Um, so it's I, I'm hoping that it touches a lot of universal audiences, um, different demographics. And finally, what do you guys hope people take away from watching Indoor Boys? And to add to that, will there be another season of the show in the works? Maybe the short answer is we're still kind of coming off of this last season and recovering. <laughs> and, uh, and I also think that... Um, Something that's nice about these three seasons is it tells, um, it, I think it has, there's a beginning, middle, and end to the stories. That's not to say there isn't going to be more Indoor Boys, but I think that what we have thus far really paints a very full picture. Yeah. I think that the three seasons are fully realized, and I think that it does have a sort of organic ending to it. Not to say that there won't be another season or like a special or that it couldn't live on um, because I think that we are so excited by these characters and we know them so well that we could continue telling stories about them. But Alex and I are also very interested in, in exploring new stories um, and developing new characters and new properties. And, and we are talking about, you know, a film that we would like to do. And we have all these other ideas that we've been throwing around. So whether or not Indoor Boys continues, um, our creative partnership will continue and we'll continue producing content together. And, and lastly, I would say that what I want people to get out of Indoor Boys is I want people to laugh a lot, I want them to shed a tear, and I want them to tell their friends and watch it at IndoorBoys.tv. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a promotional tease right there. Um, it really was an emotional roller coaster watching all the 
all three seasons of the show and you guys you really did a tremendous job with it as did the rest of the cast and congratulations once again on all three seasons of Indoor Boys and I wish you guys continued success not just with that but also with all your other creative projects thank you Chris thank you so much you can follow the Viewfinder podcast on Twitter at ViewfinderPod and on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the viewfinder podcast if you like what you've heard please leave us a review of the show on itunes and please invite your friends to listen i'm chris hadley thanks for listening